0: Welcome everyone to the Bread of Life. I'm Joe Van Hoogen. I'm the Bible teacher at the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. I'm also the Executive Director of the International Outreach and Disciple Making Ministry Church Partnership Evangelism. Over the last 30 years, we've had ministry expressions in over 70 countries. And you can learn more about the effective manner in which we're raising up national evangelists and disciple makers by going to traincpe.org. Now for today's lesson. From John 20, we consider a commission to ministry that Christ gives to His disciples on that first revealing of Himself to them as the risen Savior. During His life, He taught and instructed them. Having risen, He now commands them. Jesus is more than a teacher. He has a command for us, as the risen Lord, that we are to obey. I invite you all to take your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 20, and I'm going to read to you verses 19 through 23. This is the first day of our Lord's resurrection. It's in the evening, and Christ now comes to the ten disciples who are hidden away. John 20, verses 19 through 23. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Would you bow your heads with me? Our God, we are before things too great and wonderful for us to understand or comprehend without your aid, without your help. Dear Jesus, the story on that resurrection day tells us that you opened the minds of those present that they might understand the scripture. How We need the same gift from you. So Jesus, impart now your Holy Spirit. Open our minds to at least understand those things that are important for us in this hour, in this moment, so that we could respond in faith and obedience and glorify our great Savior. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, prior to this moment, The disciples had been on a journey of faith, but their faith in Jesus was limited to what they knew about Him. They knew that He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed. They were beginning to think of Him as the Son of God in the sense of being the Messiah or the King of Israel. One of the things you have to understand is when a a king in Israel was coronated, he was declared at that moment to be the Son of God. It was a declaration of his kingly status as a ruler on God's behalf. But So when they saw Jesus as the Son of God in their minds, they saw him in this position of messianic and kingly authority. But they did not understand Christ as divine, that Christ was God come in the flesh. Nor did they understand Christ's divine mission, that he had come to Offer himself as the Lamb of God for the sins of the world. When Jesus died, there was no thought in the minds of the disciples that he was their Lamb dying for their sins. The thought, instead, that was spinning around in their minds was that he must not have been that coming Messiah. He must not have been that kingly Son of God that they were anticipating and looking to him to fulfill. But here is the Lord Jesus appearing before them and proclaiming over them peace, declaring before them that what they had thought and what they had concluded was incorrect and that they had not understood or comprehended all that the Lord Jesus had come to accomplish for them. He brought to them that peace and he proclaimed over them that peace that he had earned for them in dying for their sins and rising again from the dead. And If you use the harmonies and john chapter 20 and you harmonize luke 24 you'll see that there's a series of events that take place on this first night when the lord jesus reveals himself to the disciples the first thing you'll see is that the lord jesus enters into this room where the doors are all shut he miraculously presents himself before them he at this moment engages their doubts even in this way they're doubting they're wondering what's happening and he shows them his wounds they think he's maybe a spirit he shows them his wounds. He shows them the wounds in his hands and his side. He, he asks for food. And they feed him some fish and honeycomb. After he eats, we understand from Luke's account that he began to teach them from Scripture and relate to them the purpose of his death and his resurrection and to demonstrate to them that this was God's plan and that it was their duty now to share this plan to all the world. After having said that, he told them that they were to tarry in Jerusalem and there they would receive power to carry this message forward to others. They're filled with joy. They're filled with gladness. They begin to celebrate. And it's at that point in time that the Lord Jesus, the second time, repeats this declaration, peace to you. And after repeating that declaration, he immediately says, as the Father sent me, I also send you. The Lord Jesus is transitioning from instruction to authoritative command. This second declaration is not a bestowal of the gift of peace to them, but it's a bestowal of ministry to them to carry to the ends of the earth. Their peace that he bought for them on the cross, they are to carry as a message of peace to all individuals who repent of their sins and believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They are to take this message to the ends of the earth. There are elements in this passage, by the way, that we've read that are not easy to understand and If you read the various commentators and you follow the various messages that have been preached on this passage through the years, you find that there's significant disagreement on what the passage means and what we can draw from them. But it seems to me that there are some things that are very plain, and it's those plain things that I want to speak to you and repeat to you this morning. There is, in my mind, a plain demonstration at this point in time of the messianic and divine authority of Jesus Christ, and a commissioning under that divine authority of a mission to his disciples and to us. Here are the three things I want us to notice. First, that as God, the Lord Jesus sends them out. Second, that as God, the Lord Jesus breathes life into them. And third, that as God, the Lord Jesus commissions them and gives them the authority to declare the giving or the withholding of the seal of peace, the giving or the withholding of the very thing that institutes peace in the lives of an individual, which is this, forgiveness with God. When God forgives you of all of your sins and none of your sins are counted against you, at that moment, you have peace with God. If God does not forgive you of your sins and your sins continue to be accounted against you, you do not have peace with God. And the Lord Jesus grants to his disciples and to his church and to us this authority to declare whom God has forgiven and whom God has not forgiven. So let's look at these one at a time. And first, let's notice that as God, the Lord Jesus, sends them out. He says, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. Let me read to you 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. We have an understanding of how it was that the Lord Jesus went out from the Father to bring to us salvation. There Paul writes, For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Our Lord left the wealth of eternal glory And emptied himself and set aside all the prerogatives of the eternal Son of God and came to earth on a mission to reconcile the world to himself. The Son of God came and entered into a life of impoverishment in order that we might have life through him. And it was the will of the Father that he might do this. The Father sent him. And now the Lord Jesus is sending his disciples out He's commissioning the church that we're a part of and that we belong to, we ourselves to go out in the exact same way. They had seen the tireless work of the Lord Jesus going from village to village during Christ's earthly sojourn. Jesus had demonstrated to him them the demand of his labors day in and day out. In Matthew chapter 8 verse 20, the Lord Jesus, gives somewhat of a survey of the discomfort that this life of surface brought to him. He said, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And now, they were going to need to get out of their minds the idea that all that was left for them after the resurrection of Jesus Christ was reward and comfort. No, Jesus tells them that now before them is work that is just beginning. Now as he had labored, they are to labor. As he was sent, so they are sent. As he had gone before them, they were to go before him. As he left all to sink into the poverty of mankind, they were to abandon every pursuit of this world's gain to bring to the world the unending gain of Christ. The possession we have through the resurrection is peace with God. The commission we have through the resurrection, is to take the message of that peace to the ends of the earth. The second thing we see here is that as God, the Lord Jesus breathes his life into them. In the Septuagint, which was the ancient translation of the Hebrew scriptures into Greek, you have this very word that John uses here to describe what the Lord Jesus did with the disciples, used twice. It's used in Genesis 2-7, the passage I'll read to you, And then it's also uh, used in Ezekiel 37. And it's only used once in the New Testament, and it's in the passage that we're reading right here. And the idea is to breathe, where it says the Lord Jesus breathed upon them. The word there is to blow forcefully. It's the same word that's used in Genesis 2-7, as I've mentioned. Let's read that here quickly. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, And man became a living being. This is the breath that is generating the life that's given to all mankind that we're all born into. It's the the breath of God's creating force making mankind in His own image. There's another place again in the Old Testament where this word is used and it's found in the Septuagint in the Greek and that's in Ezekiel 37. There, Ezekiel has a vision of a valley that's filled with dried bones and... God miraculously pulls together all these bones and assembles an army of skeletons. And then God brings flesh upon these skeletons and skin upon these skeletons. But there's no breath in them. And then God commands and breath comes and breath breathes into them life. And we're told that they live again from the grave. And it's a prophecy. Ezekiel is made to understand that he is prophesying... A a spirit and breath of regeneration that will come upon the people of Israel. And it is this prophecy that the Lord Jesus is fulfilling before these disciples. They had just run and abandoned him. They had turned from their search of seeking truth and seeking him out to seek out their own self-preservation. They had corporately joined in the spirit of denial that seized Peter on the night of Jesus' arrest. And here they are, cowering, a dissembled lot of unbelievers and doubters in the upper room, and the Lord Jesus, the risen Lord Jesus, returns to them, declaring peace to them. And upon this moment, Christ breathes upon these skeletons, these assembled men of flesh and blood. He breathes upon them his regenerating life. Well, thank you for listening to the Ministry of the Bread of Life. To learn more about our ministry, let me suggest you go to one of two websites. First, go to traincpe.org. traincpe.org to learn more about the work we're doing all over the world to equip and engage the body of Christ in personal evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. Or to learn about our work in your community, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, God bless you.